Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi. This past Sunday, May 28th, was Pentecost Sunday, which is when the Holy Spirit fell on those in the upper room with power and anointing. So I thought maybe I would use this episode to talk specifically about the Holy Spirit and who he is to us within the death of our child. As believers in Christ, we're familiar with who Jesus is and what he did for us. We hear a lot about who God is as well, but how much do we know about the third part of what we call the Trinity, the Holy Spirit? Why do we need the Holy Spirit, and how can he help us in our grief? We can read when Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit in the book of John in chapters 15 and 16, and one of the things he said in John 16, verse 7, Jesus says, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the divine encourager will not be released to you. But after I depart, I will send him to you. I love hearing that the Holy Spirit is our divine encourager, don't you? Now, if you're more familiar with the King James Version of the Bible, it calls the Holy Spirit our helper. I want to share that same verse from the Amplified Translation because it lists out even more things that the Holy Spirit is for us. And it says, but I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, will not come to you. We often hear the Holy Spirit called our comforter and helper, but that also means what that entails, the fullness of that, it means he's your advocate. He is your representative before God defending you against the accuser. When the enemy comes to lie about you to God, the Holy Spirit is your advocate. He represents you. He is our intercessor. The Holy Spirit, it says that Jesus is interceding for us, but it's also the Holy Spirit. He is before the throne, adding his prayers to yours for help. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. The Holy Spirit will help you make good and right decisions in the fogginess of your grief. I don't know about you, but I certainly need help with that. The Holy Spirit is our strengthener. He will give you his inner strength when you have none of your own. And the Holy Spirit is our standby. He is standing by, immediately ready to help whenever you call out to him. In John 15, 26, Jesus also says that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and he will lead us into truth. Now, this is something interesting. Did you know that there is one truth that even Jesus had a hard time believing at one point? 
Shortly after making that statement, Jesus told his disciples that they would be scattered, each one going their own way, abandoning Jesus, leaving him alone. But Jesus told them, I am never really alone because the Father is with me. Now that's in John 16, 32. And just several hours later, Jesus was arrested. He was beaten to a bloody pulp and he was hung on a cross to serve the judgment of a death sentence of a crime that he didn't commit. While he was hanging on the cross, Jesus cried out in complete agony and despair. And he was quoting from King David. You know, we give it chapter and verse, but he was quoting from King David. And we can read that in Psalm 22, verse 1. And Jesus said, we're very familiar with this. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you turned your back on me? Where did you go? Why aren't you here with me right now? And it's interesting, a lot of us don't realize he was quoting David. The truth is, God never left him. The father never turned his back on his son. Jesus himself said, I'm never really alone because the father is with me. God was with Jesus as he hung on that cross, covered in the most hideous sins we can think of, along with all the little sins, we call them, right? Ever done by me, by you, and every person to ever live on this earth. And the Holy Spirit was still dwelling inside Jesus even then, because it's not sin that causes God to separate himself from us. I want you to think about this. When Adam and Eve ate from the fruit of the garden that they were told not to eat, did God stay away from them? Did God yell down from heaven saying, great job, I can't come down there now. I can't have anything to do with you because you sinned and I'm so holy and now I have to stay up here and you have to stay down there. No, that's not what happened. God still came down into the garden to fellowship with Adam and Eve, even after they sinned. We also know in the book of Job that Satan came to God's throne room. So it's interesting. That means there was something else there. It was, it's not evil in sin. So what was it that separated Adam and Eve from God? It wasn't their sin and God's holiness. It was their guilt and their shame. They were the ones that hid from God. It wasn't their sin that separated them. Now, I've been taught that God is so holy that he can't be around sin. But here's another thing to think about. Then how was Jesus able to come to earth to live as one of us? God, I mean, he was God in the flesh, right? So how was God in the flesh able to come as a man and live in this sinful world as one of us if God could not be around sin. It's our guilt and our shame that causes us to pull away from him. Now, let's go back to Jesus hanging on the cross. Things were so dark for Jesus as he hung there that God's light could not break through at that moment, causing Jesus to feel like he was alone in that suffocating darkness. God did not turn his back on his son. It wasn't sin that caused Jesus to feel the darkness, God turning his back on the sin that Jesus was carrying. 
And I think we can relate to that because it can be so dark that you can't see God. You can't hear God. You can't feel his presence. Jesus knows what that is like. You have not been betrayed or forsaken or left alone any more than Jesus was. God is right there with you in this horrific darkness because God's incredible gift of his very spirit lives inside you just like the Holy Spirit was still living inside Jesus as he hung on that cross. I want to go back to John chapter 16, verse 7, and look at the end of that verse again. In the Amplified Version, it says, But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. In another version, it says, But I tell you, I'm going to do what is best for you. This is why I'm going away. The Holy Spirit cannot come to help you until I leave. But after I'm gone, I will send the Spirit to you. John 16, verse 1, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that you will not stumble or be caught off guard and fall away. Another version says, I've said these things to you so that you won't lose your faith. Another version, I have told you this so that you would not surrender to confusion or doubt. Now, it is normal and natural to have both of these things, but we don't want to surrender to these things and to stay in that place because it doesn't do you any good. Now, the context of this was when Jesus was close to being betrayed and crucified, and he was telling the disciples about how they would be hated and persecuted. Now, we're not being hated and persecuted, but God gave us the grace of the Holy Spirit to live in us because he knew we would also be challenged by his higher ways that, that we just don't understand and that we would be overwhelmed by some of the circumstances of this world sometimes because of God's spirit dwelling in us, living inside us. I want to ask, is it possible also to be overwhelmed in the opposite direction, to be overwhelmed by his majesty, by his fullness, by his faithfulness, his goodness, and incredibly deep love for us. I know it may not feel like he loves you when, you know, that whole thing, we, he allowed my child to die, but his love is the one constant thing we can absolutely count on and depend on in this life. Even when life overwhelms us, it doesn't make sense when we feel like he's not there because the dark is so dark. He still loves us. And we know that because the Holy Spirit is in us. His Spirit is in us. Why would he put his Holy Spirit in us? Why would he allow his very Spirit to come live in us if he didn't love us? John 15 verse 4, Jesus tells us to abide in me as I abide in you. Now here's another place where I'm going to read this in several other versions. Jesus says, remain in me and I will remain in you. He says, live in me, make your home in me just as I do 
in you. Stay united with me as I will with you. Stay joined to me and I will stay joined to you. And the last one, remain in life union with me for I remain in life union with you. Now that is done through the Holy Spirit. We just got done talking about how Jesus said, I'm going away because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit can't come and live in you. Being in this place of remaining, dwelling, living, staying united, joined with him, this happens when believing becomes knowing. We need to partner with God so that through the Holy Spirit, our learning becomes living. The Holy Spirit is in us so that we are empowered to stay in the truth and not get pulled out of it when something happens like the death of our child that wants to challenge the truth of God's goodness and his faithfulness. God is faithful to be with you right now in your place of grief and sorrow and darkness. And he will get you through this back into the light again. We're either going to rest in who the Holy Spirit is for us and in us, or we are going to put ourselves under the taskmaster of being thrown around by our difficult circumstances. Now, which classroom do you want to be in? This is not the teacher putting us in those circumstances, but he is teaching us within and through these circumstances. And we need to cry out, come Holy Spirit, even though you're already in us. Holy Spirit, we invite you to take charge of our thoughts and our feelings, our beliefs and our actions and to acknowledge that the Holy Spirit, you're abiding in us, but we ask that you help us abide in you and abide in your love. And Holy Spirit, empower us to stay in this place as you do the work needed in us to not only see the joy that is before us, but to live in that joy as we finish our time here on earth. I'm gonna go back into John again, John 15, 11. Jesus says, my purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. And I believe this is because of the joy set before us. It might not be joy right now, but there is a joy that's coming because we get to see our children again. And the next time we do, it will be in a perfect world. Tell yourself that over and over again. If you're like me, I can end those kinds of thoughts with, okay, yeah, but she's not here with me now. She's, my daughter's not here to see her daughter graduate or to watch her daughter get married, things like that. But I have to practice leaving off the buts. All those, you know, yeah, but. <laughs> there is joy and gladness that we can each have while we're here on this earth still because joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit living in us. We can have joy and pain in us at the same time. Pain is in our soul. It is, I call it soul fruit. And the joy is in our spirit. It's spiritual fruit. 
So we can, it's possible to have joy and pain, peace and pain, joy and sorrow in us at the same time, because one is in our soul and one is in our spirit and the spirit in us, in our spirit. It may look different, that joy, but it is still in us and we can allow it to grow into ripened, mature fruit because of the Holy Spirit in us. And I'm going to end this right now with John 15, verse 9, where Jesus says, I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. God is still loving on you through the Holy Spirit. When our child dies, we don't care if we live or die, so we don't bother taking care of ourselves, do we? For me, it started even years before Becca died when she had a bad heart and she was in and out of the hospital for so many years. And then the last 18 months of her life, she was in the hospital. She lived there a lot more than she was out and at home. Now, I can't blame the hospital cafeteria for what happened to me, my growth, because they had wonderful healthy choices. She was up at Madison University Hospital. But I can't tell you how often I told myself I deserved that triple-layer chocolate cake that was so good. Or they would have a baked potato bar that I loved to go to, and I would just load on the toppings on that baked potato bar. It was my comfort. And when I finally cared... And I realized that I did want to stay here to enjoy life until it's my turn to go. I was so unhealthy and overweight. And the thing is, I knew what to do. I just didn't do it because it seemed so overwhelming. Well, God answered my prayers about this struggle, about my health and my weight, through a high school friend. And she's also a supporter of the ministry of GPS Hope. Now, she has been overweight ever since I knew her back in school. And when I watched her slim down and get healthy in a way I had never seen her be before, I wanted to know how she was doing it. And it still took quite a while, but I finally decided to jump on board with my friend Marion as a health coach. And it made all the difference in the world because the program that I went on with her helping me put in place so many of the missing pieces and some of the things I didn't even realize I was missing. I initially lost 40 pounds while not just learning more about what to do to become healthy, but becoming motivated to not just be on a diet, but to want to live a healthy lifestyle. And that is a journey. Am I where I want to be yet? No, I'm not. But I am well on my way. And I decided I wanted to do the same thing for others that Marion did for me, especially for bereavers who find themselves in the same place I was. And so now I am a health coach. Now, if you want to connect with a group of bereavers who are on a journey to get their health back, I've started a GPS Hope and Health group, and I didn't do it on Facebook because I know some of you don't have Facebook. It's on an app called GroupMe. 
It's an app on your phone, but it can also be accessed on your computer. So you don't even have to have a smartphone to be in this group. So in here, in this group, we ask each other questions. We might start exchanging recipes, healthy recipes. We encourage each other. And let me just say, you do not have to have me as a health coach to be part of this group. I want you to work on your health, whether I'm your personal coach or not. So if you want to join this group, I'll put a link to the app in the show notes, or you can email me, laura, L-A-U-R-A, at gpshope.org. Let me know that you want to be in the group that, you know, we're on a health journey together along with our child loss journey together. Now, if you want to know more about what I'm doing exactly, you can go to gpshope.org slash health. I'll put a link to that in the show notes also. And the last thing I'll offer you right now is if you would like me to do a health assessment with you, I would really love to be able to do that. Now, it will include my explaining the program that I'm on, why it works. And if we both feel it's a good fit for you, I will give you the absolutely no pressure opportunity to join me allowing me to be your health coach. Now, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, where you can go to sign up to do a health assessment with me, or you can email me also and let me know you'd like to do a health assessment with me. That's laura at gpshope.org. And I also want to emphasize not to assume anything, especially do not assume you can't afford it. There are ways around that. It's actually cost neutral. It really, really is. And another thing right now, anyone who signs up to have me as your health coach before the end of the month, May 31st, you're going to get a $75 discount on your first month and a $96 discount on your second month. In your first month, you also get free product and all kinds of other stuff. So even just joining me for these two months with the discounts would be a huge springboard toward your health. And I will say that so far, my clients have together lost well over 150 pounds. One Pariber has lost over 90 pounds so far, and she's doing all kinds of things that she could not do a year ago because of her health. Now, as you know, it helps to have someone with you on the journey of child loss who's ahead of you and can relate to what you're dealing with and encourage you, right? And it's the same thing with our health. It helps to have someone who understands especially how child loss affects our health in an ongoing way. So please consider looking into what it would take to allow me to be your health coach or at least join our group so that you're not fighting this alone. Before I share this week's birthdays, I just want to say thank you to those of you who listen all the way through the segment each week as a way to honor each other's children. I know many of you tell me that's what you do, and I just want to say thank you for that. So let's go ahead and get to this week's birthdays. Jordan Cock was born on May 28th and is forever 33. Elena Lisboa was born on May 28th and is forever seven weeks old. Kyle Enonoria was born on May 30th and is forever 11. Kyron was born on June 2nd and is forever 18. 
James Manning, was born on June 3rd and is forever two years old. We celebrate with each of these families the day that these children came into the world. It will always be a special and important day for each of us and is worth celebrating. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced, the week of his or her birthday in this birthday segment, I would love to be able to do that. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Fill out the form, including the pronunciation of your child's name, if it gets mispronounced sometimes, because I want to make sure I say it correctly. Just submit that information, and they will be added to the birthday segment the week of his or her birthday. Dave will also send you an email that week to remind you to listen. Jesus knew there was joy ahead beyond the darkness and the pain. We can read about that in Hebrews 1 verse 2. And even Jesus himself could not see that while he was in the darkness. And there is joy ahead for you as well. But you must lean on his spirit living inside you to find it. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11 say, But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Yes, He has revealed to us His inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by His Spirit, the Spirit of God. A few years ago, some of you have heard this, I woke up with the words, draw from my well of abundance. It was like it was just reverberating in my spirit. And I now have that written on a whiteboard. I'm looking at it right now in front of me. And on the whiteboard, it has other verses and things that I want to remember. It hangs in front of me in, I call it my office, as the passenger seat of the Hope Mobile when we're parked. And it's a reminder that God has put in me everything I need to get through this life because His Spirit is in me. So I can draw from God's well of abundance that is already in me. If I need peace, He already has it in me in abundance. If I need strength, it's already there. So I need to draw from that abundance. If there's confusion, drawing from the well of abundance gives me the needed direction. So I just want to encourage you to do that as well, to draw from God's well of abundance of the Holy Spirit living in you. Will you please pray with me right now? Holy Spirit, remind and empower us to draw from your well of abundance that is inside us because you are living in us, ready to help us in our time of need. Thank you. And also, please do the work needed in us, not only to see the joy before us when we join our children someday, but to find a way to live in that joy as we finish out our time here on earth. And I pray this in the precious name of Jesus, who left this earth and sent the Holy Spirit to us to live in us and dwell in us. Amen. So, remember to hold on 
pain eases, there is hope in His Spirit in you.